Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tori. I'm Tracy. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you from believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time today. Turn up the volume and let's go. Hey housewives. Hey housewives. Welcome back. Happy New Year. It's 2022. It oh is. Oh my gosh. This that that's just really like old. I feel old. Um, <laughs> Don't. If you start, the memes that get me are the ones that are like we are closer to 1970 than yeah. that and like that's equal to I'm like nope. It's I, the last 10 years were 1990. I know. I don't know. That's Oh, I go. <laughs> well, we are so excited to be starting off a new year, new exciting plans and visions for this podcast and for you housewives. Um, but before we start today's episode, we are going to start to highlight a few reviews and pieces of encouragement that we received from some of you listeners. Yes. And so today we are reading a review from Lil Lo D and it says, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts about life as mothers. Also, what friendship means to us and looks like through this phase of our lives. It's nice to hear from women friends, especially right now during this busy season and ongoing pandemic. Much love sent your way, ladies. Thank you so much for that review. We so appreciate it. And so each week we are going to start the show with uh, sharing one of the reviews. So maybe next week it'll be yours. Yeah. And we just want to encourage you guys. We are both our love language is words of affirmation. So <laughs> this just validates us that, hey, what we're saying and the encouragement that we're providing to all of you is good and valuable and keeps us motivated to keep going. But another thing too, not just for our own selfish words of affirmation, but also <laughs> with Apple reviews, the more reviews, it does help other people see our podcast. And so that helps us just share our message with others that we don't know. Obviously right. our social media has been sharing our, our network, but we definitely want to be sharing and connecting with those that need this message that we don't already know. Right. So All right. Guys. Yes. Well, let's dive into episode seven, but number one of this year. Yes. We're going to talk about diet culture. It's a new year. And we and if you haven't listened to oh, yes. our previous episode, Unfinished, definitely go listen to that one, the, res the Hangover of Resolutions. That gives you a good setup. Or don't. Can't tell you what to do. Yeah. We like to give you that setup. But we also said we are never going to be a podcast that you know carried over from one episode to the next. But somehow we are just naturally doing that. Yes. So you may <laughs> reference, but you can always go back. Yes. And so this year, new year, new you. What else have you heard? I mean, new beginning. Yes. It's a fresh start, clean slate. And what is the number one resolution people make? Weight. Diet, health, weight, body. Yes. Something, something of that nature. So when we talk diet and diet culture, usually the feeling around that, the reason people are dieting, the reason is because of some kind of guilt, shame, yeah. the society influence that they're getting that what they're seeing out there is that they've got to be a certain size, a certain size. They've got to be that certain size, a certain weight, things like that. And while 
we don't agree that you need to be a certain size and a certain weight. We do know that we have one body, one life, and we need to take care of it the best we can. Yeah. And I think for our perspective in talking about diet culture, it's again, we just kind of keep hitting on trending, buzzing words, you know, and I think because this is January, everybody's going to be looking for that next best thing that will work for them. (laughs) Right. Okay. So in the years before we thought diets as uh, women, adults, Mm -hmm. let's talk about some of the, the way that you and I grew up when it comes to food. Okay. Okay. Now let's see who had it better. Okay. I'll who had it better? <laughs> what was your breakfast on the way to school? Either like middle school, high school, or even college. Yeah. What was your go-to for breakfast? So I really liked honey buns. Yes. <laughs> um, and in college, you could find me going to college with a Mountain Dew and a package of peanut M&Ms. <laughs> That's terrible. I don't like to admit that because I would never let my kids. Well, maybe I would. <laughs> At this point, right? There's some mornings you're like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. There is protein in peanuts, right? Mm-hmm. That, that counts. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Okay. So for me, on our way to school, this is like middle school. Okay. A little Debbie. Oh, Whether it was I the, her. I know, the oatmeal cookie with the marshmallow oh, fluff in the cream, middle. Oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. Ooh. Or the one that was like the chocolate that had the drizzle on top or the cosmic brownies. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The cosmic brownies. <sighs> and it was a glass of ice milk. Yes. I said milk with ice and it had to be ice milk. It didn't matter. That's amazing. Do you know my after school favorite was little Debbie's Nutty bar. You the know, ones, the, the layered peanut yes. and the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That oh, was, that was so good. Too. I don't even think my kids know what those are. Oh, I, one of our friends, her daughter has one of those. And I was like, Ooh, maybe I want those, <laughs> <laughs> but those are those childhood <laughs> favorites. My girls don't like peanut butter. Is that not the weirdest thing? Oh, I'm sorry. I know. Mm, I love me some peanut butter, anything peanut butter. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just hit on the fact that those were the decisions we made as teens and If you have teens and that's what they're eating or drinking, I mean, I kind of feel like it's a rite of passage. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And half the time, you know, I was never awake. It's funny. I have two daughters. One wakes up starving and the other one's like, so like, what do you, these are not kids that are getting eggs, bacon, sausage, waffles every morning. They're just not. Yeah. But that's mine are, (laughs) but you suck. No, it's because it's my favorite meal of the day is breakfast. I love eggs and bacon, sausage, waffles, pancakes, all oh, the things. I we love... have breakfast more for dinner. We call that brinner in our house. Okay. Breakfast for dinner. We have that weekly. Oh, that see, I need to do that. Mm-hmm. I love a good breakfast. Yeah. But okay. Well, so that is just that to say, <laughs> no judgment. Okay. So if you're sending your kids off to school that way, if that's what you're having, fine. It is what it is. And we're okay with it. We're doing it. We've done doing it. the best we can. We're doing the best we can. So you're not going to get any judgment here from like, oh my gosh, that's what she's doing with her kids. No, no, <laughs> not from us. Not from us. We're here to be like, we want you nodding and like air fist bumping us. Like, yeah, girls, we, we get you. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's talk about what diet culture is and what it isn't. Okay. So diet culture has become like its own set of beliefs, basically, that values thinness, appearance, shape of someone's body, like above being healthy and taking care of yourself wellness. emotionally. Yes. Wellness, emotionally, physically, spiritually, 
all of it. Like that is what we should be focusing on in the new year should be a holistic look of what do I need to do to feel better, to be my best for myself, for my kids, for my marriage and for others. And I think one of the things that we get stuck with is there's so much emotion tied to all the things. Yes. I mean, let's talk about food. I mean, there's emotions with. I'm unhappy because I eat and I eat because I'm unhappy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. Ice cream, eating at the end of the night, just mm-hmm. like watching Netflix. Yep. Yep. Or a bowl of cereal. Depends or, on who you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's the emotion with food, but also with working out. Yeah. I mean, we've been there where I love the benefits of working out, but staying consistent is the hardest thing. We actually were talking about it with our friends last week where like you do so good the weekly, you know, get up, I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to have my rest time, all the things. And then there's this one weekend where maybe it's a birthday weekend. Maybe it's a friend's weekend. You're out of town and you just throw it all to the wind and you're like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. Well, Then you come back and you just stay in that habit. Like it's really hard to reset. And that's my hardest part with working out. Yeah. When you get out of the habit or you get sick or like you said, or you're traveling and you don't work out while you're traveling, but Hey, good for you for, I know people that legit visit resorts based on what their gym looks like. Yeah. I'm like, wow. You're amazing. You're amazing. I think I've worked out once on vacation. Right. It's not vacation to me. (laughs) But hey, it's okay. Well, so. we also know that with this, like past issues of, well, I did that and it didn't work for me. So I'm not going to try something different. Like we're kind of in that paralyzed past things that we've tried didn't work. So why would that work? So we just kind of stay where we are. When really evaluating your wellness and trying to create a better sense of wellness and health for yourself. It's an individual thing. It's what works best for you. But we also have to remember it's a perspective of the way you view food and activity. If you're looking at a workout and I'm totally guilty of this as punishment, yeah, I've got to go work out. I had that honey bun for dinner last night. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, I'm not going to be likely to work out. But when I flip my mindset and think, it's a privilege that I can move my body in this way. It's a privilege that I have the ability to go to a workout class and to sweat and to jump and move around because one, not everybody has that privilege Two, It's a privilege to be able to go to a workout class. Yeah. Some people don't even have that. So it's a perspective thing too. So that kind of mindset has helped me in the past when I'm going, I don't want to do this. It's no, I get to do this. This is a, I'm not in that runner's high feeling yet of like, Ooh, yay. It becomes a a habit when you change the perspective. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said the like eating and going and working out mamas, how many of us go, okay, I'm going to work out today so I can have that glass of wine tonight. I mean, that is to an extent, it's self-sabotage what you're doing for your body. I also enjoy a glass of wine. I'm not saying that I don't, but I also know that if I'm going to put the time and effort in to taking care of myself, I want that to maintain. I want that to be something that provides impact to my body, value and move forward. You know, we also, we have a really, and I'm totally guilty of this. I did this. So I deserve this. Yeah. I mean, there are studies out there that have shown that if people are working out, they actually tend to eat more junk food because they're like, well, I deserve it. I went out and did this. But when we look at it, the way you had mentioned what your nutritionist friend had said, Oh yeah. 
So go ahead. And yeah, I'll share that. that. So yeah. I was actually talking to one of my really good friends who's a nutritionist and in health and wellness. And, you know, I was just asking her because I value her opinion so much. I was like, how do you talk to your kids about being healthy and the relationship with food? Because we all guys, if you're married, your husband, spouse or roommate or whatever, they all have a different perspective on how they were raised and their relationship with food and what you do. So you come together, you're teaching your kids, you know, and I have always been someone who looks at junk food and like, okay, here's your healthy foods, your greens, your fruits, your vegetables. Now, what she told me was, hey, the best way to talk about food is that all food is fuel, right? And you want to fuel your body with nutrition and what your body needs versus what it doesn't. So there's no such thing as the good food and the bad food. I mean, we all know what that is and we all know too much sugar is not good, et cetera. But she said, when you're explaining it to your kids, if you are showing them that, hey, all these things, you know, we're going to put some protein on here and some fruits and vegetables. Those are good things for you. Those fuel your body. But there's this, you know, treat afterwards or a bowl of ice cream, or you want to go out for a family ice cream. You don't want them going, oh, we can't do that because that's bad food. But you right. want them to see, hey, that's okay. We're just, we do more nutritional things that fuel our body than what our body doesn't need. It's not when you have the donut for breakfast, you can explain to them and say, yeah, this is not going to give you the same. You're not going to feel as full. You're not going to have the same mental focus right in your class. What's your first class of the day? Do you want to make sure that you're focusing for math? Maybe a donut's not the best breakfast. Absolutely. You know? And then it gives them a little bit of power to choose what they think is best and figure it out for themselves. Yeah. And if you teach them how your body responds to stuff like to food and activity, and they start to learn that early on, it becomes a, Hey, well, I do feel better when I do that. And hopefully it will become more of a natural decision for them. I mean, we know they're going to have the same battles we did. So how we all learn. Absolutely. (laughs) Since we're, I mean, diet culture, how do we not talk about some of the different diets that we've either done ourselves or know somebody that's done it? So I think we should do a sound off. Okay. Okay. I'll say one, you say one of what different diets. Okay. You go first. Okay. Weight Watchers. Jenny Craig. Um, Whole30. South Beach Diet. Keto. Sugar-free. Ooh, fat-free. Atkins. Mm, intermittent fasting. Ooh, Slim Fast. That's something I did in high school too. I drink a uh, the pre-made <laughs> cans of Slim Fast. Juicing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we're missing some, but they're all out there. They are. And you guys know, I mean, you were probably naming some as we were thinking about it too, right? Options that are out there. You've tried. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Or you've seen it plastered on top of a magazine as you're checking out of this is the new, diet, right? you know, or the, the Instagram ad oh, that you're yeah. getting, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and we want to address a couple of things with this. Okay. So Weight Watchers impacted my life hugely. So when we're talking about these are all out there, these are all things you can try. It's what kind of a relationship do you have with these things? Is it a healthy relationship? Is it fueling your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul, all of the things, right? Weight Watchers I did back in right after we were married, I think. I know it was in that season of either trying to get fit or lose some weight either before I got in my wedding dress or after. I can't remember. That was the season that I was like, hey, I really need to take care of my health. And 
I wasn't ever unhealthy. How do I say this? So yes, I was unhealthy because I dealt with so many underlying health issues that I didn't know about until I was in my mid thirties. But when I did Weight Watchers, it taught me so much good habits and bad habits. But the good things it taught me was basically the percentage of the food I was eating in certain categories and what I was feeling my body with. It also taught me that if I save my points for Thursday and Friday night when I went out with my friends, I could eat mozzarella sticks and drink a lot on those nights. And I'd still be okay because I was in that points percentage. And then I would still lose weight when I'd go weigh in. So there were some things that weren't so great <laughs> that I learned. But it really did teach me a lot of amazing things. And the stuff that we've learned, like what I like about the whole 30 and from people that have done it is that they also learn how their body reacts to certain foods. We yeah. reintroduce things back in. Does dairy, does that make you have an upset stomach afterwards? Maybe that's not the best thing for you or gluten. You know, people are trying different things, but like some of these can create body awareness mm -hmm. and help you figure out what's good for your body. What's not, you know, good for your body. Cause we said everybody's different. So right. we're not saying these diets, these, the, the labels on these things are bad. You can absolutely learn things from them. What we want to shift to is instead of looking at diets as a temporary thing, it's so much better to look at things as a lifestyle change because yeah. then you're not looking at it as, okay, I've only got to make it to the end of the month. I'm going to do this for 30 days. You're looking at it going, okay, this is a lifestyle change. And it's not that I can't have things. You're not saying I can't have cake anymore. I, you know, or you're at the dinner table. Oh, I can't have that. No, you're just saying, I choose not to have that because it doesn't make my body feel good. But you're looking at the bigger picture of it as I'm doing this because I want to feel my best and be my best. Because when you feel your best, you're so much more yourself. Yeah. And honestly, if you're a believer, what God wants you to do anyways, he wants you to feel your best because if we are not feeling our best, then we can't do what he's called us to do. Yeah. And so when we're talking about what God expects of us, he expects us to take care of our body because there might be a purpose that he has for you that you can't do if you are in pain, if you are uncomfortable in your body, if you have immobile, immobile, like, can't yeah. leave the house right now. Or... Exactly. So there's things like that, that God, he expects of you, not only that, also, if you're a believer, your body's not yours. Yeah. And that puts on a whole new, like, wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. Your body is not yours. God loaned it to us. He loaned it on to us while we were here on this earth to do work for his kingdom. So what are we doing? Think about it. Like a rental car. How do you treat a rental car? We all kind of treat it like crap. <laughs> Because we know we're going to give it back to somebody. Yeah. Okay. You do know that I worked for a rental car company and that's oh. where Chris and I met, right? <laughs> no, I don't. Yes. We worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Oh, there you go. Shout out Enterprise. Yes. <laughs> but okay. What if you're borrowing a car from your best friend or from your parents? You're not treating that car like crap. Yeah. It's such a good you're, analogy. You're so thinking like, oh my God, you actually park in the back of the parking lot. Oh yeah. God forbid that somebody actually puts a ding in that door. Okay. Mm. Oh, like, yeah, because you are never going to hear the end of it. If you come home with a scratch on that door. Yeah. And so like, think about your body in that way of this is not mine. And if I'm not taking care of it, 
and I'm not able to do the things that I need to do that God's asking me to do, life is so much harder. Harder, period. It's harder to get healthier and to do these things as we get older. So we're going to touch on that for a minute. And we know that this is a hard topic, a sensitive topic. Like there's just, there's so much emotion and feeling that goes with it. And I want to address the mamas here because we go through a whole lot having babies. And I had four babies in six years and I did all the things to try to get back to where I was. And I am now 41 speaking to 29-year-old Tracy after she had her first baby and going, (laughs) sister, that body was great. And then I didn't think it was. (laughs) Like there is so much of what you go through that you do not appreciate when you're there. So I want you to do like a self-assessment and a check of, okay, where am I at and how hard am I working and how much am I taking care of myself and give yourself the grace and go, sister, you're doing all right. Because I think that's the one thing I didn't do every time I had a baby. And again, I swear I was either pregnant or breastfeeding or just dealing with stuff in those years when those babies were little. And I tried hard. I did running. I did all different kinds of things, but I stuck to something that worked for me in that season. You guys are trained for a half marathon between kid two and kid three. And I ran all the way with kid three. Am I going to go out and do that now? No. Could I? I mean, I could prove to myself that I did it one time and do it again, but that's not where I'm at. And that's not the season I'm in. And that's kind of where I wanted to talk about with diet culture being, I've done Weight Watchers that worked for that season. I've done the training and the running and that worked for that season. And I'm going to talk about insanity. And that was huge for me. I did that. Insanity is a workout program. Oh yes. Thank you. After third kid, I did that and it worked and it was amazing. Would I do it again? No. But what did I learn from it? That I was capable and that I was strong and that I could do something if I committed to it. And that's what we want to encourage you guys to do. We know you've tried all the things. We know you have done them, but we want for you to find your breakthrough, to find something that's going to help you step into living a healthy lifestyle and living your best present day. And again, New Year's resolutions, I know you're thinking them, but we want you to look at it as a whole, not just what am I going to do to lose these 10 pounds? Right. For an event that's coming up or the spring break that you know you're going to have. If you know us, neither one of us is our size zero. Nope. Not even close. And while I would love to go back to a size zero, I also know that would be an incredibly unhealthy version of me. And too much of a sacrifice I'm not willing to do. (laughs) Exactly. So again, we're not talking about size. We're not talking about what the scale says. We're saying, find what works best for you. Find something that you can create a lifestyle change with. And if it's going to be a kind of program that you're going to do for a short period of time, make sure that there's a lesson that you're learning and walking away from it. And it's not that, okay, well, I did that to get down the 10 pounds that I wanted to get down to fit into this dress, but like, what did it teach you about food? Or if you know, like some people have addictive personalities Mm -hmm. and I know some people are addicted to counting macros and calories and all the things. And it's all about those things. So again, just self-awareness, find what's best for you. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing and check your perspective. Yeah. 
Is it in the right place? Is your heart in the right place? Are you doing this for your emotional, mental, physical, spiritual self so that you, yes, your well-being, the wholeness of you so that you wake up every single day, thanking God for that body he gave you and doing your best to take care of it each and every day. One of the other things we, we really haven't talked about is we've gotten here and feel like we are comfortable speaking on it because of what we've been through. And we've already talked about that we are in health and wellness. And both of us have been through a whole lot with our own health stories and our own health journeys. But the one thing that we have done is just addressed gut health. And that has been important to us. That's been a huge, huge game changer for not only for myself, but when I dived into the research of why gut health matters and what that looks like and seeked out people who are specifically talking about gut health, just the eye opening of everything that affects that you don't realize that it affects is. And that's where the, that's, that's the healing from the inside out that we have taken. And I think that's what was my biggest stepping stone to living a lifestyle that is my healthiest and my best. And one of the things that you and I had talked about too, like with this, I made a decision to go gluten-free just this year and it wasn't a, I'm going to do it for the diet or it was, I want to continue to improve my body and my health from the inside out. And I feel sharper. I don't have as much brain fog. Like I did it for reasons and there's so many others too. And I feel better and I see the results from it. So I'm sticking with it because that's what works for me. And there's a lot of people that have to for health reasons, whether it's gluten or dairy or allergies or something, they make those decisions because their body feels better without it. Right. And again, it allows you to be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And you've gotten to the point where having that something with gluten, the donut, you know, or the second donut is not worth it. Some days. Some days. <laughs> I mean, I pay the consequences for it, but I still celebrate my kids' birthdays oh, with their donuts. 110%. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? But I mean, like, you're not going to overindulge in it. It's not like, no. oh, we're going to have that huge piece of cake. No, I can have a slice of a little slice of cake. Enjoy that mm-hmm. while I'm here and go, okay, that's okay. And because your gut has gotten healthier and you're doing other things too, your body doesn't react the way it that used it used to, to yeah. with gluten. Exactly. So that that makes a big difference too. Now that we've kind of covered what works for us, we've hopefully given a lighthearted <laughs> perspective on diet culture and encouraged you to look at your new year's resolution or what you're looking at for this year. If like the health is not on your new year's resolution, yeah. it's okay. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. We're speaking to it because it is majority. Right. <laughs> and we know this is very common in mamas. You know, it's that reset post the holidays and we want to get back on track. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so we want you guys to find your answer, find your breakthrough, find what's going to help you be your best and be who God called you to be through being your healthiest. So our encouragement for you is what's your relationship like with a diet culture and can it be better? Could it be healthier? And we, again, we love your guys's feedback as to what you're taking away from this. And we hope it's that, you know, we validate, Hey, this is hard. We've been there. We know what it's like. And we want to encourage you to just step forward into your healthier version of you. Absolutely. 
So that wraps up our first show of the year and we are so thankful again for you. And we just wanted to again, say, if you leave a review, we could be reading your review on next week's episode. So until then housewives have a great day. Have a great day. Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated, bolder and braver than yesterday, stronger and more faithful for tomorrow, but living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook. Find our link in the show notes. Be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, freely, and be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.